welcome to the next edition of Minor Details. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. Everything good? Everything's good with me. How's life? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You like that coffee I gave you? It's all right. I don't know. You started sweating and you were jumping around, so... It's kind of coming down. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. It, like, has intense highs and then it just goes low real quick. Because I only been sipping the coffee. So I haven't been taking, like, too much. Like, I haven't been gulping it. Like, yeah, I've just been taking tiny little sips. I think what you just did over there changed the mood. What? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just... That's happened to me many times, where yeah. my mood completely changes, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean, if you're drinking coffee or outside influences like that, it's definitely going to change up your mood. But then again, like, this is what I have an issue with uh, espresso coffee, is that for some reason for me is that if I drink it, I like get the jitters and I get really hyped. And then like literally minutes later, it's just immediate crash. <laughs> And it's like, that's why I like drinking like regular coffee because like I could sip on it and like the caffeine kind of stays in throughout the day. That works. Unfortunately, I'm um, too, I'm like that with, with espresso. I'll just sip on the espresso and it feels like a regular coffee. What do you- I still like regular coffee, don't get me wrong. It just doesn't give me the same high. The thing is I have also... I don't drink a lot of energy drinks and I don't drink like a lot of drinks that have like compact like caffeine in it or like specifically to have high amounts of caffeine. That's good. I usually just drink water, iced tea and coffee in the morning. Usually I used to do three cups throughout the day. Now I'm just doing uh, one. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I could take one and I could just sip on it all day essentially. Yeah, I can't do that because I like my coffee. If it's if it's hot, I want to have it hot. If it's cold, I don't care what temperature it's at. I know it's the same coffee, but like... Working in a cubicle and like staying late in college, like working on stuff, has like literally trained my brain to like cold coffee. Cold hot coffee, which is the worst Lukewarm coffee. Yeah, coffee. Like, <laughs> yeah, essentially. But I don't mind yeah. it as much. I could drink it and just be like, whatever. It doesn't affect me as much. So today we are talking about coffee music, right? Wait, no. That's coffee. Wrong. That's like Starbucks music, whatever they play in there. Like fucking, what's his name? Um, Dave something. Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle? Not Dave Chappelle. Um, Dave Jones? No. Dave Matthews. Oh, yeah. That's like in that Starbucks. That type of music. Yeah, that's like Starbucks music to me. That's Bianca and Jacob music. <laughs> yeah. But I also, that's but they have music. albums in, that, that they legit have as albums in Starbucks. I saw it once. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they yeah. have a lot of music in Starbucks. I saw it, and I'm There's just kind of weirded out, like... Like, that's why I don't like going to Starbucks a lot. First, if you just get their dark coffee... Like their regular coffee, it's garbage. It's literally garbage coffee. It like lingers on the tongue. It like coats your tongue. That's the worst coffee is when it coats your tongue in this oily substance, essentially. 
It depends. <clears throat> like we've had this conversation. It, it depends if they've cleaned their thing or not. And I think your experience was where someone didn't clean the, the thing. So you got a lot of oils. Because oh, I've, had, I've had their dark coffee and it's not bad, but it's not oily. But the thing is, when I go there, I like, I mean, I don't go there. What am I saying? I haven't exactly. been to Starbucks so in like years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, that's that's like 14 bucks, 12 bucks a coffee. Right? Well, it's not. If well, you if get, you get like, like a big coffee, I would usually get big ones, but I can make the big ones at home, you know? Not 12 bucks a coffee. Like if you add a bunch of dumbass shit, maybe you'll get to 12 bucks. Yeah. But- but if you're going to get, like, dark coffee, you'll get it at, like, a nice coffee place. I feel like Starbucks is, you got to put shit in it, you know? You, like, you need to get, like, some flavoring in there. Better than D- Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I really don't like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I but um, just to give a shout-out to a local um, roasting place, Alaska Coffee Roasting, you've been there? Yeah. They've got really good coffee. Some of it is hit or miss. Nah, I always get coffee today, and it's always a hit. But we're not talking about coffee today. We're talking about castle music. Part two. Part two. Part. Yeah. So I, we did mine a long while ago, but forgot about it. Episode two. Or episode one. Yep. You know, it, it was. Dune was episode one, but we never published that. No. Because <laughs> so, we wanted two. to like redo it. Yeah. We'll, we'll one day do redo like that. I Because I think I resaw it and I was like. I was totally wrong about my first impressions of this because with me anyways, if I really like a film or if I'm interested in it, I need to read, rewatch it. I need to see if I miss something or if I misheard something or like if I miss like any type of like acting stuff, whatever, like movements or whatever. We also talked for like two hours and it was like, this is way too much stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But that's like an analysis. Kind of. We went into it. So, uh, for castle music, I I kind of want to look at... Um, I chose a few different games. I was trying to think of, like... I played plenty of games that have castle music in it, but, like, I was trying to really zero down. So Just a point of reference, the previous one were more traditional castle. No, I would say yours were untraditional. Like yours, okay. So you had Breath of the Wild. I would say that was more traditional. And I had Castle Nefarian or Naz, no, Return to Castle, uh, Kazakhstan, Return to Kazakhstan. That's what it's called, Return to Kazakhstan. And that's that's just a castle. Yeah, but like in terms of like the music, I I love the music, but the Sekiro one was the more exotic one, I would say, because, um, again, like. Castle can mean different translations, so I was trying to get in that mindset too, just seeing other places and whatnot. So I was actually trying to pin, pinpoint, like, okay, so what am I limiting myself to when it talks castle music? Because I'm thinking of different games and like, okay, well, you have royalty here. This is a seat of power of government, and these people are royals. There's a queen, there's a king, but yeah. it's really castle. So then I've found the definition: castle is a fortified seat of 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 government, yeah. of royalty. So I needed that fortification. That's what I set myself to. So um, in the end, I chose four songs. And from those four songs, I saw, I saw a, a couple of different things. Um, some were more traditional in that kind of 18th century, um, 19th century castle, you know, like regal, kings and queens, very like da, da, da. But, um, and then I have other examples that are very different. 
Um, what any of these games you chose from like experience you played, like yes. any games you played in particular, and did that influence your decision based on? Did you look at other games that, for instance, you didn't play? No. Okay. All right. So you picked strictly games that you played. Yes. For your experience. Okay. Yes. All right. So what was like the major factor for you picking these in your own experience? Was it like because you were younger and it's like something you heard and it kind of stuck with you or like it was like one of the first songs you went back and were like, I really like this in this game song. Any anything like that or just neither of those, neither of those. OK, because none of them really stuck with me. I mean, in all their own ways, they did stick with me, but not as necessarily as castle music, just because I tend to like the music in you the just, games I play. Yeah, yeah. But then analyzing it from that castle sense, that's that's what really interests me. So I just listened to different songs. I'm like, hmm, hmm. And I was thinking about the game and like where it is at the game and what kind of game it is and this and that. So I have short analysis. We'll talk about it. So we're going to start with a more traditional one, I would say. What's the first one? Um, I want to play something from Dragon Quest Seven. I'm currently playing Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah, I so... never played Dragon Quest, but I, I tried playing the newest one, and I guess since I'm not like a longtime fan, I just couldn't get into it. Um, but yeah. I do know the history of Dragon Quest, and I do know it's a very influential game in the gaming sphere. Yeah, that and Final Fantasy were like the biggest J RPGs, obviously in Japan. Uh, RPGs in Japan like people would just like not go to it was just like holiday it wasn't really holidays but it was just huge huge things so this one originally came out in 2000 on the PlayStation so it was the first step away from um, you know the SNES and all of that into the CD world PlayStation but I'm playing the remake on the 3DS which came out back in 2016 which um, I also didn't get that in, in, into into Dragon Quest. Is that Quest. on like the um, the DS? 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. Um, no, it is on the DS, is it? Because uh, I know one of them is on the 3DS, but this one is on the DS. My bad, the DS, the DS. But it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. Um, it's the humor. Like in, in, in Dragon Quest games, it's, there's good humor. There's um, The character building is great. And that's what really what makes the game. Because aside from that, it's just a JRPG, you know. Yeah. A A A A A A. But and yeah. you have classes and stuff. But yeah, there's some there's some strategy that comes into the gameplay. You know, like just I mean, you're pressing A A A as you said, but I imagine you have like other choices that you have yeah. to put in, of course. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm I haven't played the Dragon Age game. I'm just putting my own um experience of other JRPG games. But um, one thing I do have to give it credit for, of course, um, every time the best thing about Dragon Age is a quick thing is I could recognize Dragon, Dragon Age Quest. Dragon or Quest. Dragon Quest. Yeah. Dragon Quest, not Dragon Age. Do like Dragon Age, though. But um, Dragon Quest, I could recognize, recognize it immediately well, because yeah. of the art style. Nakira Toriyami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so that's 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 fun. And then uh, one funny thing because they, they're big on puns yeah so like the, the puns like all the on the monsters always have like these funny names weird names i like the little um water drop guys they always have like the funniest slimes. faces yeah, yeah the slimes yeah so um yes anyway so i chose this is like a generic song they play at castles and it just gives you really gives you that regal sense of um 
you know, like a king and queen, everything's very like, you'll hear it. Yeah. Here we go. This is, I think it's called Horn. Horn? Composer is Koichi Sugiyama, and you could tell right away that everything is very well composed. I'm gonna go on a limb and say this is the type of castle music that I enjoy the most because it makes me think of like, like a classical period music. Classical um, period. So for like, um, that would be like, uh, I'm very bad with names. So Johann Sebastian Bach. Um, yeah. I, I kind of felt a little Mozart just because they had like the little horn triplets. The and I'm sure that's exactly what Koichi's... Yeah, um, they were trying to go for. That, that, that's what he was trying to convey. I'm glad you mentioned that because I almost didn't pick the song because I actually liked the music in that game a lot in Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah. But I was like, this song isn't all that great, but whatever. It's, 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 it's getting to my point. No, but, I like it. But listening to it a couple of times now, like you would see how well composed it is. Like there's, uh, there's you know, you have your horns, yeah. you have some, uh, the, the strings, you have like... Um, but everything has its space. Like everyone ha- had a turn to play a melody and then you had a, a counter melody going down while the other one's going up. And it's just like, wow, this person, and there's a lot going on. This is for me, um, personal experience. But when I listen to classical music, um, there's like a flow to it. Everyone oh, yeah. has their own like little flow, right? And and that's why I also like Travosky because he kind of is like anti-flow in my opinion where he will just go like to these nice sounding horns so like big like horn sections and really intense and i really enjoy that music but i feel the flowy the flow of it and it's like the melody just picks up from each section so from the horns to the um to the to the violins mm-hmm. to the flutes like they all like to kind of take the place of the melody and continue it throughout the you know throughout the piece and yeah there's definitely continuity in like the melody like you're saying yeah, yeah. and i really like the beginning to tell you the truth da, I just, da, da. just immediate you jump right into it you know what to feel you kind of know the expectations right like you you imagine um the horns coming up with the yeah. with the flags Da-da! yeah and yeah <laughs> like doing an introduction yeah yeah so um horns are gonna be a I think the theme in most of these songs, um, and the next song I chose. That's kind of funny. You pick like, uh, like the first song kind of reminds me of like again, like that regal time, like almost like French high society right yeah. before the revolution. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. Which I enjoy. I love that music. <laughs> it always, 
it's not popular, obviously, you know, and I feel like it does take a certain type of person to enjoy that music. Well, you know the youth nowadays. That they hate everything. <laughs> it's either now or never. Now or never. All right, so the next song I chose is from one of my favorite games, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, another PlayStation game. Um, I played that, but I haven't played it in like a long ass time. Yes, I have not played it in a long. But I have either. played the um, the the creator of this game. He made another one called uh, Blood Blood Right. Yeah, and and Blood I played Born. that. No, not Bloodborne. Is it Bloodborne. No, it's definitely not Bloodborne. Bloodborne is a Miyazaki from okay. Soft series. Go, <laughs> yeah, no, no way. <laughs> I mean, Bloodborne has some awesome fucking music. Don't get me wrong. I'm thinking of a different blood. Yeah. But it's like, I want to say like Symphony of the Blood almost. <laughs> Symphony of the Blood. <laughs> because it's essentially Symphony of the Night, but like a different character, essentially. You know, I just started reading um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, that's a famous series. Yeah. and it's, I have it's no fu- fucking clue about it. Me neither, and I, I'm, I'm like on the 40th chapter right now, and it's it's kind of like it's funny. It's set in the same time period, 1800s. At least his first story is, and it's just like, like everyone's very manly and regal, and like it's just like you know, the way it's drawn. This is drawn in the 80s, by the way, 1986. Yeah, I do know it's a really old series. Yeah, it's still going. So yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, but it's just funny that we're talking about that now. And then when you when you said that, I'm, I'm like thinking of JoJo and like. These but, huge burly men yeah. with honor. But let's get back to the music. Sorry. Yeah, let's. So Jojo anyway, is cool. Yes. I don't know about it though. <laughs> so this is another castle. This is Castlevania, obviously, and Castlevania is kind of cheating because you know the whole game takes place in the castle for the most part. But it's a castle. Yeah, like I wouldn't say it's cheating, except for like you know a bloodlines where you go around the world. But this is particularly in um, Dracula's castle. If, for, for those who don't know, it's um, the story of Alucard. Uh, Dracula's half son, not his full son, half yeah. uh, half human who comes to kill him, and it's a great game if you have not played it. It's definitely one of my favorite. Uh, composer is Michiru Yamane, which is another one of my favorite composers. If you listen to the music from Skullgirls, she makes awesome music there. Oh, okay, Skullgirls. That's a fighting game. Yes, yes. Yeah, I played that. She is awesome, and it was hard to choose what song I wanted because there's so many good ones. But I decided to choose one called the Marble Gallery. And here we go.
right away. Very different feel. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely in six. It has that that um uplifting beat. beat, uplifting beat the whole yeah. time you hear them. It's dan da dan da dan. That's constantly going. Whether it's um the little synth doing it, whether it's the harpist chord or anything, and it makes sense with Castlevania because you're constantly jumping around. You have things flying at you. You have these Constant giant movement. monsters. Yep. To like control Alucard, where you, you Alucard well, you have to constantly be like hopping back and forth and attacking because his his reach isn't very long. You know, it's not like he has a giant whip. He 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 has this like the sword, really like a short sword. So you got to get in there quick, stab, 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 jump back before they attack, and it's just you know like you're definitely jumping around a lot. The music is uh kind of poppy too. It has like a little pop in it, mm-hmm. and it kind of gave me a little bit of reminiscent. And this might be stretching a little bit far. Almost like a Prince and Michael Jackson-esque feel. Not saying, like, comparison, like... No, I think you're right. Like, feel. It does have a very modern feel. It really, really does. I completely agree with you. And and, and this might be also because I've been listening to, like, Michael Jackson and Prince a lot more recently. just Just to listen to them, I guess. So that might be an outside influence on this, but I kind of get that feeling though. You know, it's very poppy. Like it, it kind of like reminds me of Thriller where it's supposed to be the context. It's a scary film essentially in a song. And, um, and I get that feeling from this. I get that, that kind of like, it's supposed to be like a horror S thing, but it's a video game, you know? So again, you're adding the context of the gameplay mixing in with the music because again things are flying at you so how are you going to best represent that you know musically wise oops i mean you're probably right because uh she was born in 63 so she would have been in her teens in the late 70s yeah and in the 80s in her 20s hearing that stuff so and, she was probably listening to a lot of that kind and of everybody music. was listening to like prince and stuff and she is beautiful yes she is but anyway, um, so yes, uh, you could hear the instrumentation. Um, uh, you did have like a, a drum set going, like a, a nice beat going. Yep. Um, and that would sound kind of like a guitar. You, you had the harpist chord at first, so yeah, that's yeah. that old feel. But then you also had like a phaserish guitar. I like the hi hat like electronic beat yeah. on those. Yeah. But if you listen, if you got the headphones on, you listen really close, you can hear these um violins playing like a background oh yeah so you still have that that layering there of that instrumentation yeah it but, still has that foundation of like a creepy s castle but like yeah and and i like that in uh in music where they add those little tiny little bit of elements and i, I the other songs i could have chosen did have more of that that traditional feel into them but i just had to choose one because it's it's awesome but anyway, um, should I play one more from Castlevania? Might as well, right? Go for it. Just to hear it. You're, you're the so one. Good. You're. This is your list, not my list. We did my list already. But it's so good. Yeah, well, it's like, that's like one of the elements that make a good game, right? It's All the right. music. I choose this one. That's something that would be...
idea. harpsichord heavy on that one. Yeah. And um, I have a comment on harpsichord very quick. That is probably one of the most difficult keyboard things you could learn. I, oh, yeah? I think, in my opinion. Why? It could be totally different. But because the thing with the harpsichord is that it has to sound... You have to be good at playing it because when you're when you're bad, right? You can obviously hear it because it's such an overpowering sound. That's the thing with harpsichord; it cuts through everything. And what I really like about this piece in particular is that not only is it like a good harpsichord player, obviously, it's almost like, in my opinion, Chopin esque. You know, kind of like going kind of fast, but like still keeping a good melody. The thing with harpsichord is that you could play off the melody right so you could let the 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 cellos or the um the violins like handle the melody for a bit or handle the main bass line of the of the musical structure i guess right and then the harpsichord could just go over here and do like a little solo but it still sounds right it sounds like it's co it's it's it sounds coherent but it has its own identity to me I like looking at a harpsichord as like a a character essentially because they could come in and influence everything so majestically in my opinion but again have to be a great harpsichord player because if you mess up it, it would sound like you could instantly hear the mess up yeah to me the comparison is with like the guitar like with an electric guitar there's so much going on, so much noise. It's really easy to like hide mistakes. Yes. With an acoustic, oh boy, you can't make a mistake. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you, you'll hear it instantly. Or and um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing, but what I hear from people, it's it's good to learn on the acoustic first, rather than jumping on electric. I disagree. Disagree. All right. Uh, because. Depends on the type of acoustic. Because if you get a steel string, your fingers have to get used to like. That's one of the hardest things is yeah. getting used to your fingers. And I've seen a lot of people stop playing because it just hurt too much. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You could substitute that with nylon. Get a nylon yeah, exactly. Nylon. Because Perfect that's thing to start with. Because I had a friend who had a nylon, and I was like, this feels a lot better, right? Essentially, because it is just plastic. Well, it's well, nylon. Nylon, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it also it it also sound, has a different sound. I love yeah. my nylon; like it's one of my favorite guitars. But it kind of comes back to that original thing with the Symphony of the Night and the harpsichord, where it's like that is like a very noticeable instrument in the terms of when it changes, you hear it instantaneously. Yeah, it pops out. It's, yeah. it's it's front of the stage. Like if a violin, and if you were to compare what I say to like a violin, they could like do a build up and then like go to a different melody or like, you know, they, they could like subtly build up upon it while like a harpsichord is just bam, just yeah. instantaneous. <laughs> so obviously, um, you know, they had more traditional instruments there, harpsichord, yeah, harpsichord, harp harp uh, yeah. violins, you had cellos, you had, it was a much more... Uh, but it was very orchestral, not orchestral, but more. Yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah, classical orchestral. I would, I would say that. But it definitely shows off her skill. Yeah, it's... definitely, oh, because man. like again, like the solo she did with the harpsichord, it just sounded really, really good, you know. And please check out um, YouTuber Purple Shala, C H A C H S C H A L A, Purple Shala. 
She's awesome. She did some really good freaking arrangements of a lot of music, but this song in particular, she did just for, for solo piano. And she managed to keep that same feel with just the piano. And she plays, I've seen a lot of different YouTube videos. Of, Wait, is this the, she plays the Castlevania music? Yeah, oh, a bunch of music. Okay, all right. A bunch of different music. Final Fantasy, Xeno. Um, but, and I've seen a lot of videos where, where people play it and it sounds cool, but like there's always a little bit missing. And she just masterfully and gracefully plays it. So definitely check out Purple Pur- Shala. So moving away from Castlevania, the next song is going to be completely different. It's very, very different from the songs we were just listening to. Let's just listen to it and then we'll talk about it. Go for it. Um, so what was that one from? I believe you didn't say. That was Fantasy Star 4, um, 1993, I believe, on the Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis. Now, I know you said this is a complete opposite thing, but the part where it gets to the high note tones, it almost sounds like a harpsichord. And it om- and, and then thinking about it, it kind of does carry this castle-esque feel to it. Just because of those little harpsichord moments, but... Once I got that full context of the music, now rehearing it, like, no, I could, this is a pretty, this is a pretty dope castle sound. You well, know? to just give, like, the background, like, this is called Air Castle. Air Castle. I mean, like, like, the, like the game kind of takes place between, like, I three, can see that. three yeah. different planets. And this is particularly, um, this was a castle of some, like, some bad guy from Fantasy Star 1 and a bunch of stuff happened. Planets blew up, people died, and then five hundred years, thousand years in the future, the the castle is still there, and the guy's been revived or something like that. So, so you you basically have to take a ship up to this castle, and it's this really really huge fortification. Like it's one of those games where like you go into one room, and then when you come out the room, you're somewhere else, and like you come through here, you come out there. Very confusing, very huge, like one of the biggest um, dungeons in the game. And then once you finally get past it, then you realize there's a basement and then you have to go through the basement 
and then finally fight the boss. So it's just like it's um I like the rubber band or like the Thurman S sound. Because like it's not like a steady melody. There's always like a little reverb or or something yeah. in it. And uh, uh now that you say this is a castle in the air, I guess that could be a representation of air, you know, that they're floating essentially. They're in a floating island ah, castle. Good catch. Just good thinking catch. about that, yeah. Um but I really I, I really like how it now that you gave that context, like now I'm starting to like this a little bit more, this particular music piece, because again it, it with that context now I am thinking about the air the airiness and stuff like uh like that it's in flight of, of like above a world, as you said. Yeah, it's like literally if it's like the space station but like even further out. Yeah, and I just and again, this is like a Sega Genesis, right? And they're not working with a lot. They're working with what they got. Well, I mean... Because remember, the last thing, when you... Back during these days, in the 90s, music was on the back end. Music was not as, in terms of memory, more important than, like, everything else. Right? And I feel, even with their limitations, they still get that sense. You know, they still have that sense of a of um of a floating castle. Well, the the Genesis was different from like other popular systems at the time, like the SNES and whatnot, because it used F- FM synth, and that definitely influenced the soundtracks. But also, I guess the um, the kind of feel, the the kind of um, marketing strategies, especially in America, mostly the Genesis um, was going for like yeah. this darker, grittier, raw feel. You know, we're much cooler than Nintendo. Like Sonic will kick Mario's yeah. ass, type shit. That's kind of funny because I don't see this in any form of dark tones. Anything like, if anything, it's like light tones, and it sounds to me like, like again, like air. You know, nah, with the to me, like that splattering bass. <laughs> to me, it's just very like. And a lot of songs are like this. Like they make you want to jump up and dance, and you're like, fucking. Well, I guess this is like. Is this near like the end of the game if you're like at the castle? Because I would imagine then they need to put in a sense of like, you know, you're near completion, right? Like that little extra esque in the music, like a little yeah, extra I, bump. I would agree with that. Yeah. It's, there's just definitely a sense of urgency because, yeah. Uh, you know, just a story aside, you're because, trying to get there. Yeah. And this is like the conclusion, essentially, near the conclusion, I guess. Yeah. I would say like 80% of the way through. Yeah. But um, I mean, one thing I really liked about this game was the approach was that the way they conveyed the story was through these cutscenes, like these these manga like anime like cutscenes. And but it's not like it would go into like full motion video and everything. They were actually using like little images. So like first one image, like, you know, as they're talking, one image will pop up. And as somebody reacts, the other image will pop up and this and that. And it was just like kind of like you were reading through a comic book and i personally love that you know i love reading manga so for me something like that was a lot of fun yeah so that was a fun game and i did not play that in my youth i did not have that game on the genesis so when did you play this one when i got my genesis mini a couple years ago uh it was on there i'm like okay yeah i should explore fantasy star and I'm like oh the game's awesome i love it that's another a a a a a game. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. You know, once you figure out like the best moves, like why are you gonna waste your time like doing other shit? Yeah, that's why I like um going back to this. Well, 
I could also say I like uh, Final Fantasy uh, 12. I believe it is the one with uh, Van. Yeah. Van. Yeah. Um, I like that one because you could just program the whole team and right. just just chill back. And that was my favorite thing about that Final Fantasy series and that particular gameplay mechanic because I felt like I was playing like 3D future chess. You know. Interestingly, you could do yeah. the same thing in this game. Oh, that's it's, cool. They literally call it macros, and you had like up to like eight or ten macros. Yeah. Where you tell like, okay, when when this happens, you, you it was limited. Like it was literally just like, okay, Ruin does this, Chaz does this. So you know, like it, it wasn't you know if this happens, do this. It was just literally just do this. So that was uh, yeah. that was interesting. Another uh, uh, just a quick uh thing about that. Another really good companion system like that that uses something like that i mentioned it before dragon age dragon age origins mm-hmm. that that has a a pretty complex um mpc command system or issue uh, commands nice all right so my last game is we got to go to another one of my favorite games this is from magus's castle apparently in japanese it's mau but it's kind of got a little bit of the elements of the, um, the, the rest of the songs we listen to. This is going to be darker. This is a... a um, and what system was this on? The SNES. This SNES. Is, oh, sorry, Chrono Trigger. Oh, I'm, I didn't mention the... I'm sorry, let me go back and mention the... Composers for Fantasy Star 4... It was, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Sorry. Composers were Izo, Izuo Numata and Masaki Nakagaki. So I'm not sure which one of those wrote that. Oh, interestingly enough, since that air castle wasn't the first fantasy star, they took that same composition and then kind of just like remixed it for this one. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so now we're going to do Chrono Trigger. Music is by... Um, what's his face? Yasunori Mitsuda. And here we go. We'll talk about it afterwards.
hear the yeah I, <laughs> the little cries <laughs> what i really like about that piece one you could definitely tell it's like this composer essentially yeah because i heard this work in other places especially the horn section and i believe i heard like the build-up horn where it's like right i think i heard that in um earthbound uh or mother which whichever or the one that came out here or uh, mother too yeah and um i really like how this composer uses like like outside elements like the wind the, like almost like laughing like almost like an evil laugh i don't know if you heard that yeah, but, but sure. i hear that and god though that's like what early immersion was nowadays with video games anyways it was about like the graphics along with like very complex sounds and music you know nowadays of course but back then it was like little things like that added those little touches of immersions which is the wind coming in the dude laughing and of course this is one of the only pieces that has like a full like breakdown mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's awesome and and that that was a really awesome transition right there you know it was it was pretty flawless in my opinion you know and um really like that fucking bass whatever i don't know if that's a real bass or just like a synth bass but it it just just matches the sounds with everything really well and it connects everything really awesomely and he managed to like keep like okay so you had those like those huge like those huge um drums doom 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 that gave the feel yeah. of like a marching band you still had the horns that gave that that feel of a castle but then you you mentioned the wind which um harkens back to your um your your pick with um um Karazhan, return to Karazhan. yeah yeah that was a huge element there the wind yeah the wind coming in we just doing like spooky spooky noises and stuff I, I again but like i also really like the high intensity energy because again this is like pretty fast-paced game you play you know it almost felt like a kind of like a western with the i really like that flute too yeah i like how the flute at the beginning plays right and then it goes a couple measures without the flute and then all of a sudden you hear just out of like in the corner of your ear and i really and and i think that kind of adds to like almost like the chaotic nature of the of the game you know because the game i mean i'm looking really into it at this point but this is what we do this this is how we have fun essentially um but the whole game is surrounded by like essentially chaos like like in the sense of not knowing what's happening yeah the world's gonna be destroyed yeah Yeah. and i think in the music they have to keep that relevant so that's why they have like this instrument even though it's like a light sounding instrument just comes in randomly and it's almost like there's no organization it's just just like bass feeling essentially but again like again this is com- uh, composed obviously oh but yeah i that's the representation i get from that little tiny little flute part you know but again it's i, I like that little part yeah yeah and then just to give context i mean uh, magus is this this wizard kind of like mage who um who um who has these goblins these weird monsters who like worship him and he's going to bring up like like bring about the end of times and this and that like that's his whole gimmick and he lives in this castle 
And when you first encounter him, you think he's a bad guy. And he kind of is. He really is a bad guy. But as the story goes on, you learn his past, and it's actually very much tied to what you're trying to do and this and that. Like anti-villain? He is uh, the son of the original, like, family in the sky or whatever. Mm. Like, he is... I would say he is... Um, ancestor of of your friend of Marl, I'd say but like because their mom went crazy with you know with like Lavos and all of that like with some pendant I can't remember but um, they were pushed they, they went um, he got kicked into the future is what happened there was this like crazy scene and then um, as they were trying to awaken Lavos and uh, there was like a time gate opened up and he got kicked into the future. So he like weird shit. So with that background, <laughs> that little context, I kind of hear that in the music. Now thinking about it with the music, it does have like, it kind of does have like this downfall-esque sound. You know, it, it was once regal, maybe. Like it, like it, like especially with the, uh, the high notes mm-hmm. where the high notes will descend and then something would take over it. Like that kind of, Get, harkens back to like classical esque music, right? Yeah. But like all the drone and drowning noise and the wind and the evil laughing, it sounds corrupted. It sounds like something went wrong with with this uh nice melody, you know. And and I'm just trying to make a representation between the character and the and the song itself, you know. But mm-hmm. um it's interesting it's it's a very good piece i do enjoy it and again it's those little little things that add to it so those are all my songs and you see we kind of went through like yeah we went through like a couple of a different time periods almost different time periods different yeah. songs um all related to castles in some way some had some common themes some common yeah. instruments horns uh violins and sometimes it was just some synthy spluttering bass, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, we're not at the hour mark yet, so we can play some more music or you, anything you want to talk about. Well, like in the whole context of all the music we listen to, we have to remember that it's very difficult, especially I would imagine with the gaming space, to be given uh, an objective like making a certain theme song and depending on your on the hardware you can have like your studio can afford and the fact that you need to save memory for the other things and look what people have accomplished right they they've accomplished these great things which is indicative indicative of like just good musicians yeah i mean you limit yourself you put these challenges and like the real skill comes out yeah the real skill comes out you know i would imagine like the fantasy star part you know like adding those like reverb on those on those like little melody melody parts like i would just imagine they would have to like listen to that a couple times and maybe they had a version where they didn't have that effect and maybe adding it it just brought that to it and then how many people actually played these games when they came out with headphones or in a nice sound system no people were playing them on like a or regular TV, TV or whatever that yeah, have with the their TV speakers stickers, in the world. Yeah. So it was like unappreciated for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, I mean, good thing nowadays with games, they understand that music is a big part of it. Right. Um, 
but back then it was kind of seen as a second thing. It was yeah. like not part. It, it was like if anything, it was like we should we need more memory for the gameplay elements rather than the music elements. Yeah, and I mean, Chrono Trigger was one of them that came out with. Um, it was super expensive for the time because it needed extra memory chips inside of it just to run the games. Oh yeah, yeah. A couple games were like that. Yeah, yeah. Some games required like expansion packs and stuff like that. Where they came built into the game, and then later with the 64 and other systems, you had expansion packs you would buy and put it in there. If you remember that. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the beauty about games is that um, they they find a way. You know, they find a way to expand their games. Essentially, nowadays that's called DLC. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But um, jokes aside, no joke. Um, all good pieces, really, and um, all great composers, really. They they all sound classically trained in some aspect or form, you know. Because you have to have that type of composition for something like castle music, because indicative of castle music, it, it has to harken back to like at least like the 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 seventeen hundreds or sixteen hundreds with gigantic mansion esque cancel like i guess not like ca castles at that time they had like mansions but there were still like regal castles and no stuff. in the 1600s yeah. yeah there was castles yeah for sure for sure but yeah. that would be like the 1600s would be like the decline of that because um then then mansions came into a part you know then yeah. they figured out like let's just make this look better <laughs> you know well, remember, castles were fortified because... Yeah, for for war and exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, everyone else can die, but let's save the king and let's queen. Let's save the king and queen. <laughs> there, well, you got to remember, back at that time, kings and queens, they were like... It was... Uh, depending on the time period, it's like... It's tied to, like, godship. God, the mandate. Yeah, because it's like, God chose this family to rule. Well, yeah. why do we have all this? Because God said... You know, it was the same thing. It, it was the same thing in China. Like it was the the mandate of heaven. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, mandate. Uh, heaven's mandate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, heaven's mandate. Yeah, but they they have a crazy fucking history. They have a fucking crazy history. So as a bonus, I want to play. Um, Is it from Symphony of the Night? No, it's <laughs> from uh, the Chrono Trigger. If you remember when we when we did that that, that episode on on like. Um, when the composer Yasunori Mitsuda did um, this like kind of like weird jazz version of, of the song. Oh yeah. So this is gonna be um, a version of the song we just listened to uh, from Magus's Castle. Let's listen to a little bit of that. This song's a lot of fun.
I just want to play a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, that's more like contemporary jazzy-esque, you know? Um, I do like the, uh, do like the, the feel of it. Um, I definitely like the beginning with the, the drummer just kind of doing those fills and stuff. I like the open hi-hat, the quick, quick takes on that. Um, the only thing I would say is that it's, it's very jazzy again, you know? So like if, if you're not really into jazz, like this is kind of like, you know, I imagine people wouldn't be like super into this, you know? But I love jazz, you know. I I could really respect the the jazz stuff, and it almost sounded a little bit of freestyle. Uh, uh, not that I'm saying it is, but it almost kind of if it continued on, I would imagine there would be some freestyle moment there, you know. Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely a freestyle. I mean, it was it was the 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 the, the same song we listened to the castle. It was just obviously composed a little differently. Yeah, yeah. To to, to give that kind of like scary feel, and then it goes into that same. It went into like a like um like an old western ding 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 ding. Yeah, you say old western. I think more like the old school like horror esque of like the old school film of like a uh, Dracula and stuff. There you go. But yeah. it, it it reminded me of the flute from the that um from the SNES version. Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the That's probably what they were trying to replicate. I think so. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then you had um this warlock battle between. Um, the solo battle between the the, the guitar and the, and the sax. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go back and forth. That yeah, I like how they were just going right back into it. it. Yeah, it almost was like a battle essentially. Like, I really like the triplets there, the the sax did. But I always love triplets on a sax. You know, I always think that it always sounds really cool. Marcus Triplets Santa Maria. Well, that's what he does, right? Is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so closing thoughts on castle music. I mean, for everything we heard, if um, if I had to give it a rating, um, I would definitely say. I would say Dragon Quest would be my top pick. Then it would be Symphony of the Night. Then it would be um. Uh, what was the Chrono Trigger? Yeah, the Chrono Trigger one. Then the Fantasy. Uh, star one not that like i don't like the fantasy star one but compared to those like i would agree yeah that's definitely the bottom i would say castlevania 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 Uh, just just because i love castlevania got it (laughs) there's such good songs man it's such good songs um so yeah anyway any closing thoughts anything going on in the world of gaming music manga um not really. I mean the only thing I want to mention is that I do I, I would like to look at um if we ever do a castle thing again, I'm gonna look more into WoW music because um WoW has some pretty good music. Do they have good town music? Yeah, oh hell yeah. I wanna do let's let's do oh, a, hell a, yeah. a town music episode. Well, I don't know. What do you mean by town though? Does it have to be like a small town or could like any town as long because as there's the music you play in a town how do i like how do i like compare this okay so you know final fantasy um they have the little small little outposts with the little crystals just in the outposts and then they have the big cities yeah that works would, would you still consider the big city as like a do town people live there in an mmo no 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 i mean like in general 
Oh, you mean just like NPCs and stuff? Yeah, people. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Is there yeah. a community there? Yeah, yeah. Because um, be- you almost got me there because there's like player homes. Yeah, yeah. I, I realized I you was thought like, about that. Like, no, like no. because <laughs> in Final Fantasy they do have different music for player homes. Uh huh. They I have like that. a different whole upbeat musical piece there you know yeah that's so weird to me but um the only reason why i mention that is because like wow they have like goldshire and it has like it's outside of like a big town so it's like part of the ambient music of like the area right while if you go into stormwind the big city it's like a very like as soon as you go in the the fucking music hits you you know it's very iconic and just thinking about going to stormwind right now is like in my mind right now you know because that's just home to play because that's the thing um especially with like mmo games like they all so you they all have like a different take on what they do right like in the sense of like they each have their own musical identity but could still have like the same concepts from other mmo games right so like player homes or like mounts and stuff so like a big example is in um Final Fantasy, when you take out a mount, it plays a specific song for that mount. Wow, no music, just just whatever's playing in the background. So it's like little things like that that kind of like musically wise kind of adds like different takes on like your favorite MMO game. Gotcha. For music anyway, it's just a quick thing. It It's always going to be the Star Wars MMO because just Star Wars music. <laughs> you just have Star Wars music playing all the fucking time. We should do a Star Wars podcast. I feel like that's all you want to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it it will be very, it'll be very rage inducing, because <laughs> I have a lot to say and a lot of negative. You always have a lot to say, Marcus. I also want to do um a town music and dungeon music would be interesting. I, I would say yeah. Oh man, dungeons. I don't know. Kind of like. I mean, like, this is just a personal experience thing, but dungeon music, like, there's only a certain amount you can play with the group, right? So you usually repeat a dungeon over and over again. <laughs> so, like, some songs are, like, in my head for dungeon music, and they could be good, but since I've, like, heard it a bunch of times, it's like, ugh, you know? Sorry to hear that. Which kind of sucks, you know? That's the thing with um with some MMOs, where it's, like, um... You can enjoy the song like outside, right? Like outside of its media from the video game format, right? But when you're playing the game and let's say you just have to do, because all MMOs, you have to do one particular thing a bunch of times, right? And then you do it a bunch of times and then that's just stuck in your head, you know? I got you. I got you. I think you just play too many MMOs, but... Yeah. Well, I played a lot. Yeah. All right. So... I think that's it. Okay. Have a good one. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Send us an email telling us how wrong we are. Yes. Chimp at audioghost.miami. Yes. Please send us notes. Yeah. Tell us what our strong points are. We need some art. Please send us some art, too. Feature on you on the show.
I will get me some. 